This week, I sit down with Lisette and Andy, the House Transformers. We discuss lots of topics like DIY, house flipping, ghosts, and date night quarantine edition. Friend of the show, Chef Oz stops by to debut his new song. After reading a tweet from a Saturday Night Live cast member, the boss grabbed a pen and wrote this song. The boss then reached out to his friends to help him out in this fun project created during the COVID-19 pandemic, Crisis Lockdown. The people in this video are those friends who participated in creating music, art, and the expression of our souls through these hard times. Here's the debut of the song called Anxiety Walls by Los Rudos. Storytelling, a collection of short stories, recipes, and life. Hi guys, welcome back to the pod. Thanks everyone who's been listening. Uh, that was just a word from our sponsor, so thank you to them. And today we have a special guest. Uh, it's plural. We have Lisette and Andy. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us uh, a little bit about you guys? Yeah. 
Well, like you said, Dan, I'm Lisette Velasquez, and I'm also here with my husband, Andy Velasquez. Hi, guys. Um, first of all, we just want to say thanks, Dan, for inviting us onto the podcast. We're really excited to, yeah, to very, be here. Very, very appreciative of the opportunity to work with or actually be on the podcast with you. So thank you for inviting us. Well, thanks for coming, guys. I really do appreciate it. It's all about content. ABC. <laughs> Always be creating, right? Yes, so once absolutely. you tell me, not just me, but everyone a little bit about like what you guys are, what you guys are doing, your latest venture that you guys got going out there today. Yeah, so we're um, partners and our business is called House Transformers. And we started this business in 2018. So just a few years back, it's still kind of a baby. But essentially um, what it is, is we are house flippers. And so we transform homes. Um, which is, hence the name, House Transformers. Um, Andy actually has been in the mortgage industry for how long? So I guess I'll introduce myself. Yeah, I'm Andy, (laughs) and I've been doing, I've been in the real estate business for, since 2003. Okay. It's a little bit of experience, and and got an opportunity to work through the 2008 housing crisis. So it gives me a little bit of experience now that we're going through this new COVID on kind of like similarities on what's happening in the market and how the market is changing, especially on the on on the markets on the mortgage side of that. So yeah, rates are like at the lowest ever right now, right? Like they're, the the Treasury yield is definitely the lowest ever. However, there's uh, and I don't want to I don't want to dive into the mortgage side of this too much because I know that's not what the segment's about. However, because of capacity with the lenders, lenders are artificially in- increasing the rate to slow down production. So um, there's a whole different story about that, but rates will soon be at, at what you just said, the lowest points ever. Interesting. Absolutely. All right. So real quick, uh, I like to kind of see where the conversation takes us and I'm just going to ask you two quick questions and you tell me yes or no. Okay. okay. There's more for Andy. So is it a good time to buy? Yes or no? Yes. And depending on who you are. And the reason why I say that is. Right now is going to be a, a special environment to where you're not going to have the competition out there. So if you're in a what's called a high cost area, big city, San Francisco, a Orange County, and Los Angeles and New York. Oh, you forgot Marietta. Marietta, California. Yeah, you forgot Marietta. Giving a shout, <laughs> shout out to Marietta. <laughs> I would say yes, and the reason why is this is because in these areas there's a lot of competition, right? So when there's when there's competition, it's just normal economics as far as supply and demand, right? Yeah. So right now there's not much demand, so supplies there, meaning that you can actually make a good deal on a house here in Orange County, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, certain areas, right? So eventually, if you go back to the the uh, late '90s, early 2000s, you can buy a house in these big areas for hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand. Gotcha. Now you can catch them for under half a million dollars. So, so with the backside of that. Is it a good time to sell then? Yes. Ooh. Which is weird to say. See, I think right? so too. I'm not I'm not a specialist like you guys, but I see it as like people there's gonna be good deals are out there. For the people who are financially stable or even like investors, they're gonna just be scooping stuff up left and yeah. right, right? Like so Well, the reason why I say yes and yes to sellers is because sellers, because depending on how long you've had that property, right? So we're coming out of the 2008 recession, right? So 
from if you have the property a little bit after that point, and now you have your equity built into the house, so you probably are sitting in right a an equity position. However, if you're a short term investor, mm-hmm. so you just got the house <laughs> uh, last November, I would say no, no, no you got to hold on to that. Now all of a sudden, that short term investment turns a long term investment. Yeah. Hold on to it for another couple of years, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to make you got to get out of that property. So hopefully that that flip turns into a rental is what happens in that yeah. situation. Yeah. I'm just asking because uh, me and my fiance were in the we were in the process of looking for a place during this time, but that's in contingency that we sell our current place, right? And so it's interesting these times, like looking for houses. Like we don't want to go looking at any houses where there's people still living there because we're still concerned about catching COVID nineteen. Um, and then you still have to make like appointments to like see places but it's just weird you know because we're trying to just it's kind of narrowing our field because we only want to see places where nobody's actually living in right now right too just for safety until this all blows over anyways we kind of diverged a little bit i'm sure Lisette is loving that um so the first question i have for you guys great answers by the way i just i meant to throw that in there and i didn't tell you guys ahead of time and you kind of got it right in the back there where i felt i could get that question in there so Thank uh, you thanks for, that. for doing that. But that, that's what I do, so I, I can answer that all day long. But you know, I appreciate it. And uh, these are unprecedented times, though. Like we've never gone through this. But I kind of just being able to read the market, I can kind of see where things are going to be. But uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that, you know, off the air or you know, off the podcast. So absolutely. All right, guys. First question. So with the house transformers, where do you guys draw your inspiration from? I think uh, for us, it really just kind of encompassed both of our passions. So for many years, um, before I even got into the job that I have right now, I kind of always liked dabbling in designing um, in spaces. Actually, I wanted to be an interior designer when I was in college. And Um, you know, things happen and that's not where my route went. And, um, Andy's, like I said, he's been with, um, the mortgage industry for so long. So I think it pretty much just came time to where me and him were able to collaborate and be able to use our strengths. And then I think that just bloomed into this. So it just kind of jumpstarted the business and it, it, it was easy to be inspired by what was happening by yeah. us being able to flip houses because it was something both of us loved. And I'm going to piggyback that by saying, you know, it's always nice to uh, be able to have a partner who is passionate on what she does, right? He or she does, it doesn't matter. But in this case, you know, it's she, but, uh, but she's passionate. She's a perfectionist at what she does. And the thing about it is that translate over to her design, right? So whenever she's, for example, looking at a house and, and has an idea about a house, I never second guess it. I just say, okay, well, how are we going to make this happen? Because she has the eye of what a typical consumer, what today's market would want. I just got to make it happen. And the beautiful thing about that is I trust and believe her eye. So we just kind of make it happen. So yeah, I just saw your latest uh, Instagram post and your kitchen. Spot on. Very nice. We were so terrified when we did that. It was our first major kitchen because um, we had a uh, like a hanging wall or ceiling. I'm sorry, part of the ceiling, like a lot of older kitchens have. And um, it was just 
we knocked down everything and we took out walls that we were scared that ended up actually being low bearing. So we had to go and reinforce it just to make oh, that, that whole openness. Yeah. look like that. And we were new, we were new to all of it. So um, luckily we had a great team that was with us. So they gave us a lot of advice and um, they were able to, to kind of calm us down <laughs> through some of the nerves. But yeah, no, I, I was terrified doing that. And it's hard because um, a lot of times when you're making a design, you don't see everything work all together because yeah. you at this. So I don't have a 3D, uh, you know, picture or floor plan of what this is going to look like. Like you're talking like I'm old school with like a pen and paper and I'm sketching this stuff out. Yeah. Well, I'm you know, like, what? it's, it's kind of the perfect job for you. If you think about it, cause it kind of, in a way is similar to events, right? Like you have a team, you have a certain vision on how you want it to be executed. And, uh, it doesn't always turn out the way you want it to turn out, but you kind of got to roll with those punches and make adjustments on the fly. So I think it's like the perfect, comparison for you you got a lot of experience in it so it's probably not as new to you as you probably think you probably saw a lot of things come pretty easy to you having to make decisions on the fly and all that right would you yeah yeah. Yeah. and and i would i would say if you don't do it if you don't if you're not doing the same thing for example if i go to an event and i'm looking i'm at a certain place and i'm look i'm 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 enjoying the environment right 90 percent of the time i'm not going to even notice these things that uh that the normal person is going to notice. I'm just going to enjoy the atmosphere, right? So the same thing. We we, we try to, I guess, nitpick would be the, the perfect word to try to get as perfect as possible. So 99% of the people aren't going to notice anything that we've seen to try to overcome, right? They're just going to go in. They're going to enjoy the actual after after product and enjoy that, hopefully. So yeah, um, absolutely. We're, we're very, very picky on anything even before they deliver. Like, I, I'll hold off selling a house until I get it perfect, right? And I think Lissette is the same way. So. Yeah. All right, well, let's segue to, with your designs, what do you always try to work into them? Like, do you have, like, a signature look? Like, I guess you could say uh, Joanne from, uh, what's her, that show? That she, What's the name of the Joanne show? Um, it's Joanne and Chip. Joanne and Chip, and her, yeah. her 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 jam is Subway Tile, right? Like that's that's her She's thing. She's a rustic farmhouse, yeah. Yeah, but always she tries to incorporate Subway Tile, like that's like the running joke, right? Yeah, she's um well, yeah, either that or I think Shiplack. She also tries to involve that in some way or another. But yeah, those horizontal lines I think really work well in her uh, um in that like farmhouse style, but. We, I don't necessarily have a signature look, I would say, because I kind of, on the last couple of houses, I kind of just try to let them speak to me. Mm. So I, I don't try to make it something it's not. Like, if it's a super modern, futuristic house, I'm not trying to make it look like something super traditional um, or like some colonial-style house, right? So I let the house kind of just be its own, and then on top of that, I just... It's kind of like putting on makeup. You just enhance the beauty. You don't necessarily try to transform it or I need to a point to where it's unrecognizable. Right. So it's all about just like the enhancing that beauty. But like for me, the big thing is functionality whenever we're designing a house, because there's been so many houses that even with realtor friends that we go and see these houses that are flipped and they're not functional. And Mm. I I see some of the like vanities they'll put in there. And I'm like, this is a three bedroom. A lot of sad stories (laughs) when I go into people, the houses that have been flipped already. And I'm like, Wow, I can't believe they even would have spent money uh, designing it that yeah. way. Yeah, it's funny time. you say that. My uh, our neighbors they were selling their house, 
and we met the guy who bought it and he was flipping it right and he redid the carpet and he was showing us and he didn't even bottom uh, bother to do the baseboards next to the carpet so there was like that space and i was like oh do you plan on like he's like no the whoever's gonna buy it and that was just everything was just kind of very half-assed on his part and i was like what are you doing and this was the first time he was flipping a house here in marietta and yeah. he said he was used to flipping houses in Orange County, and I was like, uh, "I don't, I don't know if that's true." But he ended up. Uh, I think he broke even because he ended up spending way more money than he anticipated. Because he just happened, and they were even showing the house. So he was redoing the upstairs, the master bathroom, which needed to be redone. But he was showing the house with it not finished, and the bathroom, the toilet in the middle of the master bedroom. Like it was just a really weird. Thing to do, like just put it still yeah. in the bathroom. I get if it's not finished, but why are you even showing the house with the in the middle of the bedroom? Like, uh, yeah, I tell you what, Daniel. Though, like, it's crazy because until I got into this flipping thing, like I've been in real estate for a long time, how, so I've seen this stuff. But until you actually go in and you actually see the the, the nuts and the bolts on how this thing was put together, it's kind of like wow. Like these people are like skipping steps, right? So yeah. like, I'm the first person. That will go on and say, "Hey, you know," and I've done it. Lisette has seen me. I've gone and I've taken the customers looking to buy the house that we're, we've done. I say, "Hey, this is wrong with this house, but I'm going to fix it." Hey, look at this. This is wrong. I'm going to fix it. So we're just showing it before these couple. And I'm talking about just a trimming on the corner of a, let's say, a counter that we just redid. Mm-hmm. This is. I mean, you're talking about a five dollar item that I'm pointing out to them because I'm not happy about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's well, just crazy. It's, it's the attention to detail. Absolutely. So if you know that we're paying attention to the detail, you know the bones is going to be right, right? And not to, not to say anything bad about these other flippers, it's just that you just got to be careful as a consumer because you're spending a lot of money yeah. to buy us. That's all I'm saying. A lot of fake news out there. So um, how do you guys decide like what houses to transform? Um, well, that's easy, Dan. We just look for the easiest one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And what is what does that entail? Like, like, are you looking at like the cheapest one? Are you looking at the one that has the least amount of work? Like, what are some um, of? Yes. So one of the things we look for, um, I mean, obviously the big rule is location, 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 right? So yeah. like the golden rule for any flips is you try to find a house that has the most potential in the best area, right? Um, so that is your golden your golden rule right there. But when you actually go in and start looking at the houses, you want to try to find something that has great bones. So um, obviously the least amount of walls you need to take down the better because once you start getting into those walls, you don't know what you're going to find. Isn't that wild? Like how gross the eighties and seventies, like the house designs were like, let's just make as many walls as possible. So like they really wanted designated areas for everything. Like, the whole yeah. open concept was just God, right? Like, yeah. And I think probably, if, and I don't, don't quote me because I don't know the total history on this, but um, you know, some of some of the people who were building these homes, I think they came from either inhaling asbestos. <laughs> small, it wasn't until seventy six. So. They came from either smaller areas <laughs> where they 
they had like their own rooms. They had like segregated areas for specific things like your, your dining and your kitchen and your living room and all of that. Or if you came from like a larger home that might've been like something from the Midwest, like a colonial home, it was the same thing. You had a lot of families under one roof. So everyone kind of wanted their privacy and you wanted to be able to kind of get away from somebody, but definitely how like America has evolved over the years. Like we, we want that open concept. We want to be able to connect with our family by sitting, like someone being in the kitchen and cooking and then having your family right there in the living room. Right. So, um, I think just us also as Americans, we've just changed or, you you say Americans, but like that kind of goes to like our genetic code as humans is the few thing that we share with our ancestors is going back thousands down is eating and like that communal feeling. So, it's kind of just people like people have that need to be with one another and the kitchen that's that open design kind of just opens that whole thing up to being able to still communicate with one another while you're getting together over dinner and dinner, lunch, breakfast, whatever it is, whatever meal it is you're making at the well, time. Yeah, of your family. Meals became so important again, right? Which is yeah. a beautiful thing because for a while it just, it wasn't. And so when you even look at these fifties homes, you have, um, the kitchens that were very separated from the dining room, right? Because you might've had the wife who was preparing the meal who would then come and bring it out to the family. Right. And as times have changed, how that culture has changed. And it's so funny, like you're saying, we've kind of almost made this huge U-turn back into mm-hmm. what it all was about to begin with, which was family, right. Was in immersing yourself in both that the kitchen and the eating. Right. And, and it's nice that food has brought <laughs> Um, has brought so many of those things back, you know, so. Well, that's the, whole, the beautiful the thing is, like, you break, I mean, this is going all the way back to, I mean, like, uh, you know, like BC before Christ. Like, this is breaking bread with, you know, your neighbors, your brothers, and and, mm-hmm. and be able to, like, celebrate, you know, everything at a table. So mm-hmm. food is always where it comes back, man. So the kitchen, open, open concept, I mean, yeah. this is beautiful. But to finish answering your question, Try not, if you don't have to break down any walls, that's great. And then on top of that, I mean, the bigger things like the roof, the plumbing, the electricity, if you can kind of at least just get a glance that there's like no leaks anywhere or that you're not hitting switches, that seems that maybe somebody thought he was a dude with his sulfur and went in and started moving yeah, around. Yeah, we had that electricity. a while back yeah. where we had, we had a do-it-yourselfer homeowner who thought he's an electrician and redid the entire house, which mm. every corner was like a bad, there's no junction box. We had to go in into the walls, make sure there's junction boxes. And so we need code. So yes. Yeah. It was like hitting a switch and then your blender went off kind of deal. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, uh, my girl's dad, he's, he's a pretty, he's a handyman. He's a really good handyman and he's retired. So he likes to like, just, you know, fiddle with things. And we have him come over here and work on some things sometimes. And one of them, the things that he keeps continuing to work on is, and he knows he's not an electrician. And there's times when he's hired electricians, but you know, the light, the automatic light in the bathroom with the little sensor, he just keeps adjusting it and it just keeps getting less and less. So like I'll be in the bathroom, like shaving and the light will turn off. And it's kind of a joke. Uh, Tina will hear me go, Steve, like it's his like revenge at me because I got to like stop what I'm doing and like wave my hand because my sink is a double sink when my sink's furthest from the sensor. So it can't even sense me from where I'm at. So I got to like lean over. It's just, I take a lot of showers in the dark is what I'm trying to say. Daniel, you're dealing with a professional. He knows exactly what he's doing. He does know what he's doing. I told him the story the other day and he started cracking up. He's like, oh, I'm glad. 
I'm glad to hear that. It's been fun for us, though. All I heard from there was, don't put expensive light inside your restroom. No, he knows. If you're sitting on the toilet, and then all of a sudden your light goes off, that sucks. That's the worst. That's the worst thing. Um, so we talked about kitchen a little bit. Um, this is a food podcast, the bones of it. What are some easy DIY tips to like spruce up your kitchen? Be it decor, being in a full on, you know, kitchen redesign. Like what are some things that you look for when you're designing a kitchen? Yeah. One of the easiest way to make your kitchen look completely different or, or to give it a facelift is paint, right? Like paint kind of fixes a lot of stuff. So if you trust yourself in painting, I'd say do, you know, pick out maybe a fun color. Like right now that's really big is two tones. Mm-hmm. So um, they'll do maybe white cabinets up top and then they'll do like a warmer blue, color on the I bottom. Blue, blue um, so right. there's, there is some of that two tone that's going on right now. So paint is a great thing. And then hardware. That's a great addition, too. Like, if you can just go out and get some... So when you say paint, are you mean actually painting the cabinets? Yeah, painting the cabinets. Oh, so, man. However, there, there is special cabinet paint. So don't go oh. out there and get your bare... I'm giving Home Depot a shout-out there, right? <laughs> but don't... I mean, get, get the specific actual paint for the cabinets, specific to the cabinets. My mom, growing up, she got the idea that she wanted to repaint the cabinets in the house. And she did it. I don't know what happened. She forgot what door, cabinet door went to what cabinet. And for years, we just didn't have doors on our cabinets. <laughs> years. Funny. Years. You have, to, you have to label them. That's you like label the, every single door. Years. Yeah, you have to label where the door goes and then all of the hinges and all of the screws that go with it. It's you very to easy to put down. stuff away, you know, because you just saw where everything went and you knew where everything was at, but it looks so weird. Um, we had a lot of parties at my house. Anyways, we're digressing. Um, so what is it like working with each other, you guys? It's, I guess, like, to sum it up, it's fun. <laughs> so we... Uh, it's like a place for us to kind of like let loose. And we, I mean, it's nice because our team that's with us, some of them are family members or friends that we've known for a long time. Okay. So it's kind of just like going to work with your family. And um, it's it's just, it's fun. Like So we, this, this is what I say as a husband, right? Is that like when we're redoing a house, so your wife goes in there and she says she has a complete different idea than you do, right? And you're like, okay, well, we don't agree on this, right? And you kind of give your idea, she gives hers. Sometimes it's good to take a couple whiskey drinks back and think about, okay, well, what was right, right? <laughs> so we end up doing the 99% of the time, we do the wife's idea. It's like, man, this was freaking beautiful. There's a reason why she did it. I mean, it it's makes sense. Like, you don't agree. <laughs> They're usually right 99% of the time, and let's I'll be honest. You, right, I'll, I'll, I was about to throw a, a wrench outside the window and, and break something, but it didn't happen. But the thing about it is that you kind of anything that you get passionate about and both of you are passionate about for the right reason, you take that energy and you, you direct it the right direction. It's all for the right purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it's, good. Yeah, and, no, absolutely. And and uh, the ultimate winner is going to be whoever buys that house because we're all targeting to make this house as perfect as we I can. mean, yeah, but the ultimate winner is your guys' bank account, too, if it's uh, well, a good flip, right? I hope the, I hope the market <laughs> chose that because there's been a there's been a house that 
that we did, we spent a lot more money than what we thought, but it was always for the right purpose, right? So mm. it's not always about that. For example, like I'll take a five thousand, a ten thousand dollars. Again, it's it sounds like a lot of money, right? But in, in a flipping business, that's very little, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're not going to risk fifty, sixty thousand dollars. I'm talking just cash, right? Before any investment, to make five thousand dollars, right? Who's yeah. going to do that? Because you can lose it all in a second, right? So um, when you're doing that, but you're doing it for the right reason, you have the faith. That it's good that you're gonna have the right person that's gonna appreciate the work that you did behind it, and we 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 love everything that we do. So we everything we do into it, it's done with love and for a purpose and for the right reason. So we believe in that, and and we hope that hopefully, you know, somebody else will. You guys got any crazy uh, flip stories? Like, like just kind of thinking of it like. Where something went terribly wrong and like you weren't able to like, like is there any horror story? Like, you guys got any horror stories that you're willing to share? Well, let's see. What What do you think? Um. Well, if you want to go like real horror stories well, we're on just this, doing 100% on right our now. first on our first flip that we did, um, unfortunately, someone had actually passed away in the oh, house. Oh yeah. Oh. Prior to us being there, and um, so we. We were putting up the cabinets in the kitchen, and it was looking great. We actually had um, this guy who came and teamed up with us, and he had been doing cabinets for, like, I think, um, like, 10 or 12 years or something like that. And he, he does them like it's his full-time job. Amazing guy, that, by the way. He does an amazing job in cabinets. Yes. And um, so, and he does them, like, on track homes, right? So he's, like, every single day, he is just pumping this stuff, like, up. And that's all he does. And so he came and he did our cabinets, and uh, the very next day, we came into the house, and oh, the no. cabinet looked like it had gotten ripped out of the wall and thrown across the floor. Oh, shit. And we were like, <laughs> what? Oh, shit. Is, like, what happened here? And, um, like, we looked at the cabinet, and where it was on the floor, we are like, no, the, this thing didn't fall and hit the counter and then tip over. This looked like it was pulled like because it was so far away from where it was like it couldn't have slid anywhere this is like the tv show that we pitched you (laughs) yes this is is giving me chills right now talking about it because i in that in that moment i was so freaked out like if you if you seen what we witnessed on that specific house like it was in fact there was a, a couple other uh contractors that came to the house experience strange things as well i'm not going to go that they direction, said that they but... felt like someone was always looking at them yeah. and watching them and then when they had to stay there late at night they were like they asked us they're all did something happen here and we're like well why and they're just you know like, what i'm getting chill like, like my hair look my hairs are standing up because like i don't believe in this shit but oh. but but i've experienced so much stuff to where like i believe in this shit <laughs> right <laughs> So, like, yeah. there's a podcast that I have that I've never released where, like, I go into great detail about what have I what have I experienced and, like, crazy shit starts happening during the podcast. Like, oh it's weird. Like, I don't even have, look, you, can, can you see that? Look at this. Do you see it? Yeah, Do you see I it? See I, I see it. <laughs> Do you see the hairs? Like, look at that shit. Oh, straight up? Like, um, <laughs> I won't go into too much detail, but I will just say yeah. um, we don't say her name. The one that I'm talking about, right? Because um, anytime your name's ever been brought up, so 
This one time I was living with my roommate and I had told her about her, about the person, right? And uh, we came back and like she kind of laughed it off like, haha, you're crazy, right? And we came back and our side table, which was between two couches, was picked up and thrown across the room. And we had a couple TV trays that were also thrown across the room. It's crazy, wild stuff, right? Like just yeah, that's creepy. Lately, we've been we've been watching a lot of uh, Ghost Hunters. Why? So it's like all day. <laughs> Why? I, just, you know, <laughs> I just been on like all day. Oh. You know? We just sit here and we watch stuff. Like I understand. So let's let's change the subject before this goes into deeper <laughs> doubts. And um, so I have a segment that I like to call date night, right? And it's kind of. Date ideas. Date night. Right? And it's kind of date ideas that you guys have or um, a date you recently went on. I know we're in quarantine. Lisette, you're very creative. So I thought I'd give you the idea of coming up with the perfect quarantine date night. Um, yeah, so, well, well, we've, we have a couple of things that we've actually done. Um, one thing that we've done so far is we kind of did like our own concert night. So we oh. actually went and watched, um, all of like Michael Jackson's like old concert videos. Okay. And we just spent like a whole evening. We had drinks. We just listened to him. We talked about his performances. And so that was kind of fun because we, it kind of took us back to, um, and who doesn't love like Michael Jackson's music, right? So, um, so we kind of had like a concert night. And then um, when we do watch movies, we try to make sure that they're maybe kind of themed to the evening. So actually, just recently, we kind of went through like a whole powerful woman night, and Andy stuck through it with me the entire time. We watched on um, on the basis of sex, and then we watched Little Women. So oh, fun! But, I mean, Sounds like a great I, night. <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> but, and they were inspiring. I, like, I tell you what, guys, if you want to make your wife hot, like she, you, you look at strong women movies. It's so. true. There it is. There it is. Points for the husband. So today, uh, what I did is um, my uh, my fiance. She's a teacher, so she hasn't really been doing any teaching recently, right? They shut down the schools. But the last two weeks, they've just been having Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting for like eight, nine hours a day. Like, just been crazy. So we haven't, it's crazy. Like, for the last week and a half or so, we haven't really seen each other, even though we're like living in the same house, <laughs> in the same room, because she's just been locked in the office in these meetings. So I was like, all right, she has a little break today. What can I do for her? So uh, I did a Walmart grocery pickup. Right? Have you guys tried that Walmart? So you can order on the you can order on the app, and then you drive to their pickup area, and they bring everything out to you, and it's free. So you don't have to go in the grocery store. They hand it to you. You can wipe it down, or they leave it for you to unload if you'd like. But I was able to buy flowers because it's really hard to buy flowers right now. So I bought her flowers that way, and then um, I picked. I gave her like, where do you want to eat? And I just had a feeling she wanted to eat at Yard House. So I already had an order put in to Yard House, and it turned out that's what she wanted. It was like the perfect thing. That's so we had a little lunch with flowers and everything at Yard House today. And that- Daniel, you're a genius. You okay? So think about this. Think about your situation you just set up. 
He's in, in a parking lot. He's having flowers delivered to his girl. Boom. Then he goes to Yard House and has her specific things delivered to them. Through the coronavirus, he's like winning. Like, beautiful, <laughs> bro. I love it. And we got cocktails. It was really crazy. So at our mall, it was – we haven't been out much. We've really locked ourselves in and just trying to be as safe as possible. We'd rather overreact than underreact. That's been our kind of our yeah. motto for this. And uh, so that was like our first time venturing out, out. And uh, there was like 30 sheriff cars throughout the mall just parked. And they were like walking around, but I got nervous. I don't know why I was nervous because like, she's like, just flip a U-turn. I was like, I'm not flipping an illegal U-turn in front of 15 sheriffs. No, no. <laughs> but um, they ended up, we got cocktails and they brought them out to us. So we were just had them there in the car in front of all the cops too. But it, it was just, it's like, wow, this is the world that we're living in, right? Like, it was just yeah, kind and of bizarre. Like anything, like, to point out what you were doing right there, anything that you can do that makes things Bro, feel so normal yeah. is, you know, because uh, I think that's the thing that everyone's searching for right now. They're they're searching for some sort of normalcy. So if, if going out and having dinner and getting her flowers is something that, brings that back or makes things feel a little more normal then do that right or going to go watch a movie stream something because that's what makes that's maybe what you would have done on a friday night you know um there's a lot of these ads that we're seeing right now that's like totally on my list of things to do but i don't know if you've seen it. it's called like hunt a killer where they'll oh, like yeah. send you like de like i've seen those stuff. i've yeah. seen them before yeah are you gonna and, do it um, I want to, because, like, they say you can do them with, like, either just you and another person or you, a family can do it. So they say that you can do it for with, like, maybe five people. So, um, but, Have you heard of those yeah. spy ones? Yeah, I've heard of the spy ones. Where, like, you hunt ones. other spies. Like, you're, you don't know who, but you get a card and you're supposed to, like, hunt and investigate that person. Oh, wow. No, actually, I, I didn't know that that's what happened from it. Um, but that's pretty cool, too. But Look into it. Yeah. That's one thing. I think one of them, it might be Hunter Killer or it might be something detective. I can't remember the name exactly what it is, but they have like a series. So you'll start like mm. a portion of it and it'll start like the story starts one month and then you have to do like the next three or four months in order gotcha. to like a whole series. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> right? We all got time now. Like so in Madera, California. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh Madeira. Um someone thinks he got even, even Fresno, California. We're giving a shout out there. I got a lot of family from Fresno. I don't know if they listen to the podcast, but if they do, I'm sure they'd appreciate appreciate the show. You know, every summer I look forward to that trip. My grandma and grandpa would take us for like two weeks to go visit the family in Fresno. And I absolutely yeah. fucking loved it. We didn't ever left the house really. We just go to the house. But <laughs> Every night was like just a party. Everyone would be drinking. Vincente would be playing. There'd be carne asada. You know, all that. Like just the, it's just a really good time. You know, homemade tortilla. All right, guys. That's let's. Really, uh, that's, true. that's true right there. We did talk about a food podcast. This being a food podcast. And what do you, how do you decide where to eat? Um, <laughs> we have a very unconventional way of choosing like a restaurant. So I usually try to find something that's, pretty <laughs> so i'll look for ambiance i'll look for ambiance or i'll look for something like interesting within the restaurant like 
did they present something kind of cool or did they reimagine the food mm -hmm. um, or the presentation? And then Andy usually just looks and makes sure that they have an old fashioned. <laughs> so if I judge restaurants by if you can make an old fashioned, that means that you can make a good food. Right, so. Best old fashioned you've ever had, Andy. Where, where, where is, where is it at? Wow, you know I'm gonna tell you my favorite spot, which is a very small. It's a speakeasy. It actually happens to be, and I'm, I, I might be biased about this because I'm from Anaheim. You gonna oh, say Blind Rabbit? Yes, <laughs> love Blind Rabbit. Yeah, Blind. they're they're really good, man. They they won a bunch of yeah. It's a good spot. In fact, I think it's because the guy, the main bartender there, at least when I last went, his name was Andrew. So oh, he shares the same name. So I'm at connection. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and the owner's name is Rob. So, so back yeah. in the day when I was single, um, that place was the packing house. That was my go-to date night because at least I knew I was getting good food, right? Yeah. Like that was I'll get a good food and I'll get a good drink. And I always made sure I made a re reservation for the blind rabbit. So, so if the date was going good, we'd segue to the blind rabbit. Right, right, because that was always my, that was always my perfect little. Whenever I did dates back in the day, I'd always try to pick up places I wanted to go to make sure at least I'd have a good time, uh, in case the date was a terrible date. So that was one of my go-to date places. So, or at least if you were gonna have to pay, you paid for something you wanted to do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know. Uh, so I was talking to my last my my cousin. I had her on, and she's twenty two, twenty three. Living in the East Coast, she just moved to Boston, and she uh, goes to Boston College. She works at MIT, so she's all in the dating scene right now. She was telling me about a horror date that she had, where um, it was going off good, but the guy was just really into himself and talked a lot, and like took her to a really good restaurant at the next spot, and then she tried to like pay for dinner and stuff, but then wasn't having it, and then like the next day. He texts her like, hey, can, can we do this again? She's like, oh, I don't think it's working out. And he's like, um, here's my Venmo. Can you Venmo me for, this is how much you owe me for the date we just went on. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, like, I think that's a really good tip, though, out there for, like, guys in the dating scene that if you're really trying to, like, pay and this girl is just ain't feeling it. She may try, she may try to pay so she's just like, so she can avoid all that. Like, you know what? It was cool. You paid yours. I paid mine. Let's just like wash out this like night, right? Like, yeah. Like it's something that if I was on the dating scene, I would do. Like I'd be like, um, I'll just take care of myself, and you can go your way, and I can go my way. So I was in the interesting position of being single in my late in my mid thirties, and I had never really been single in my twenties. So it was very interesting time to like be dating, right? Like. That's Everything crazy. that's out there has changed. And, uh, I you were barely 30 years old, Daniel. Oh, like, you're so nice. Um, <laughs> so at the time, like, um, it was weird because I didn't want to come off as too aggressive either, like being the guy who wanted to pay for everything because times have changed, right? And I was also looking for someone who was equal, you know, not someone that I wanted to be above. And it, it, there's a fine line between that right there. Like, when do you decide, like, it's okay when you be the gentleman and... It was very, very interesting to experience, to be honest with you. All right, guys. I, I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. It's very expensive. <laughs> oh, 
well, lucky for Andy, it's still very expensive. It still is very expensive as well. <laughs> Just different ways now, right? In fact, I'm in debt. Even after my next paycheck, like, I still owe money. <laughs> What's a paycheck? I don't even know what a paycheck is anymore. What is, what is that? The state of right? California pays me now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, that's probably the next pod is like how to negotiate through this whole unemployment furlough thing because it's uh, it's different for everybody from what I'm learning. That's a serious situation, man. I hope that uh, the government uh, helps out in, in any way they can, and, and people are able to, to like survive through this and and don't uh, don't miss a meal over it, man. That's that's a very important situation or oh, topic. For sure. All right, guys, we're going to cut it here. We're, I think we're right in the timeline where we wanted to be. Um, why don't you guys tell us where we can follow you? You want to give any shout-outs to your your Instagram, to all your followers? Yeah. Future so right followers? Uh-huh. Future followers? Yeah. yeah um, so right now we have an Instagram account. So on there we try to just show you some of the things that we're doing. We'll try to And what's that Instagram? Why don't you give the handle first, and then you can explain it's a little bit. at house underscore transformers underscore diy all right one more time at house underscore transformers underscore diy cool and, and then you have a lot of clips on there and you got a access to your website right yeah, so there's access um, to our website on there, and then we're just starting to get into YouTube videos as well. So we're going to start, um, actually very soon, we're going to be launching uh, a video segment that shows the all the way from the very beginning of one of our house flips to the very end. Cool. So that should be up shortly, probably in the next uh, week or two. So yes. yeah. And what are those clips called, Lissette? What do you, what do you call those? those? Um, on YouTube, we call them our flip clips. Oh, flip clips. So, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be anything from either long segments like that. They'll show you all the way through one of our house flips, or it might just be uh, some fun shenanigan stuff that we get into because we get into a lot while we're doing some of these house flips. Oh, so. I'm sure. <laughs> anything else you guys got? Andy, you got anything you'd like to end with? Besides you know what? I think whatever, whatever the wifey is saying is perfect. <laughs> But besides that, Good cheers. Man. Absolutely. Good man. Cheers, guys. Thanks cheers. for coming on. Hey, thank you. And uh, hopefully everybody's health, healthy and safe out there. Much appreciated. Yeah, hopefully you guys can uh, come on again sometime. Or maybe even like we can, you guys can cut a segment, send it to me, and we can put it on here. We guys can have like a weekly or monthly segment, like an update of where you guys are at. Not yeah, promising any followers, but... At one point, this was a popular podcast, so maybe we can get back there. <laughs> hey, collaboration's always fun for us. So we love it, man. We just so. like making material. So, awesome. I mean, if, if two people really think it's entertaining, even better. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, guys, I'm going to hit the end record button right now. Thanks for listening, everybody. This podcast has been brought to you by Delish Eats Productions. Thanks for listening to Good Eats and Storytelling.